Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. No matter what you are, you have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back, everybody. If it's your first time here, how'd you find us? Uh, And uh, let me tell you what we do. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, of course. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling? You ready to rock tonight? I tell you what, we're, we're going about an hour later, uh, thanks to our special guest. He's kind of a jerk. We'll introduce <laughs> him in a minute. Uh, but also, this special guest has me uh, listening uh, to a, a band who I'm not going to announce and an album that I'm not going to talk about. But I had to listen to that today to prep for the show we're doing. And that kind of put me in a bad mood. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm a little bit cranky today. I'm kind of hoping we get spanked. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> You've been itching for spanked, uh, no matter what, uh, any, no matter how many jokes we uh, we make and how many times you say you're not wanting to do it. We know that you're secretly hoping for it. But what is not a secret is that uh, our guest tonight is a regular contributor. He may as well be uh, one of maybe two or three that are just uh, honorary panelists on the show because he's always with us, uh, most of the time always with us for live shows. Definitely a uh, top contributor, and we love the guy because he just has so many damn good points, and he makes really funny, awesome shirts in our merch store. You guys should go check out our merch store. Uh, Most of the designs are by this guy right here from the Tom Petty Podcast, among many other things he does, Kevin Brown. Welcome back to the show, my guy. Hey, thanks for having me back on, boys, yeah. I was thinking about it. It's been a while since I was a guest, not on a live show. That was a long That's time right. ago now. Was you a, remember what yeah, song was... you got? What song did you get? Yeah, it was off um, All You Ate One Too. Um, oh, Finish What You Started was the uh, song that oh. we spun up. Yeah, which I was not mad about. <laughs> Nor should you have been. No, nope. I like that song. That's a damn good one. A damn, but damn I've been, good one. But I bought, um, I picked up 1984 on vinyl this past weekend. Um, as part of my Finally, Father's Day What the hell are you waiting for? <laughs> well that's that's the third of my top favorite my, my three favorite van halen records i now have on vinyl so which is you know women and children 5150 and uh 1984 now so so i finished I guess... what you started with show uh 38 wow oh wow so way back when yeah <laughs> way back when yeah i guess i'm just not cool enough to uh join the uh the the vinyl train because i don't have a turntable and uh, don't have the uh, sound system to do it so my thought is, why buy vinyl when I can't even spin it? So uh, maybe one day, maybe one day. But until that time, nope, I'll just stay here in the uh, the not-so-dark digital age. Uh, what? Not yet. It will become a dark age. Well, but, I, uh, I got to tell you, do not get into vinyl until after the wedding because it'll suck your ah. money away. You, you, you got a wedding to pay for and a young lady to keep happy. 
Uh, trust me, I, I I got married and then I got my turntable and now I'm constantly broke. And so is Kevin, actually. <laughs> we should talk about this. This is on the Van Halen News Desk. But yes. uh, Brian May and company, they're releasing like every fucking minute they ever recorded from the Starfleet project that featured one Eddie Van Halen. I was taking a look at this set. Like they only did like three songs, but they have like 20 takes uh, of yeah. each song, every single outtake, <laughs> uh, Eddie burping into the mic uh, before he tuned up, like just everything you could possibly imagine. This thing looks cool. I can't wait for it. It's one of those, you know, cause I talked about this on the the last episode of the Queen show actually, or the last one, but like, it's such a cool project. You know, Brian May's got some time to kill. He goes to LA and just calls up his friend. And I love it. He always calls him Edward Van Halen. Yeah. And that's how he's listed on the record. <laughs> in the in interview, he always calls him Edward Van Halen. Or Edward did this and Edward said that, which like I just think is really boy. funny. Yeah. yeah. And call, calls up, you know, his, his buddies, like Spike Eddie play, or someone play keyboards. And he's got all these, this all-star cast of musicians to just go in and sit and jam. And oh, and by the way, guys, how about we do this um, kids TV theme that my kid loves? And, <laughs> you know, it's just fantastic. And, and I, I'm a huge sucker for all those, you know, outtakes and retakes. And because just, I think seeing the evolution of a song, I think it's always really interesting to see, because you can sometimes see, oh, they've made a creative decision there to either drop the drums to half time or to put a break in or to, you know what I mean? So I just love listening to that. And so we're getting everything and I cannot wait. Like every little thing. Uh, it's as if everyone walked into the room, they hit record and just never stopped. Uh, that is pretty impressive uh, and pretty amazing. Like if you're a fan of Queen, regardless, if you're a fan of Van Halen, why why wouldn't you check this out? Just to have the two somewhat merged together, uh, all all for the world to hear, for the world to see. That's some good stuff, man. I I I'm looking forward to listening to this as well. So cool. Anything else on the news desk going on? Oh, well, there's a few things. There's actually a, a little clip of Brian May talking about the first time uh, he witnessed uh, Edward Van Halen. Uh, back in 1978, uh, when uh, Van Halen was opening for Black Sabbath, and he got to meet uh, Eddie uh, through Tony Iommi. So you can check out that clip on the Van Halen News Desk. Also, uh, we have Sammy Hagar talking about uh, his uh, solo album, I Never Said yeah. Goodbye, that featured Eddie Van Halen and a couple tracks we know in Give to Live and Eagles Fly. Also, Sammy Hagar, this is a great piece of news, getting his long-awaited uh, and much-deserved star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Ooh. Along with Def Leppard, Glenn Ballard, Gwen Stefani, Tony Braxton, Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish fame, Dr. Trey, Brandy Norwood, and Charles Fox. So good on him. You put Gwen Stefani's name in the same group as all of those people? Well, yeah, that's... Okay, the, the, you right. should know, the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, literally, you need like uh, 100 signatures and like 200 bucks. Like, it's not a big Fair thing. enough, fair enough. Yeah. I know, I'm it's pretty just sure. kind of like... Oh, we, the idea of of and look, I, I I apologize to the listeners if you are just diehard no doubt fans or Gwen herself, but I I do not I've never understood no any of that appeal. So ugh, different strokes, I guess. I like that first album, that first tra Tragic Kingdom. I think was the first album. That's mm -hmm. there's some good stuff on there, but she as soon as she saw those dollar bills man she just went off and started making pop records and it's like mm, whatever the problem the problem with the band for me though is just like it was a losing battle because i'm not into ska music and okay. uh you know the, the ska train like came and went i just let it pass <laughs> didn't get your ticket well you know what's gonna say no. though Corey? what we should really should do i mean we've got one of nashville's own musical legends here if we can rustle up 200 bucks 100 signatures we should get mark Kamara a star on the walk hollywood walk of fame 
I mean, right there, the let's same do it. thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the hilarity of people walking by and go like, who the hell is that? Who's this guy? <laughs> a star of the walk of fame is like, there I am. I made it. I did it. Like, who the fuck are you? Even, even funnier will be Mark Meyer sitting in a lawn chair right beside it, you know, making sure nobody spill, puts like, out their cigarette on his star. <laughs> Keep moving, buddy. I'll put chicken wire around it or something, just keep people away. I'm like, uh, put like a nice little potted plant that I'm sure yeah. my fiance will give to me. It'll be, it'll be great. It'll be awesome. There you go. Uh, a couple other articles on the Van Halen news desk. Wolfgang Van Halen released another track off of Mammoth 2. Uh, this one's called Take a Bow. And if you listen to that guitar solo, it sounds a little familiar. It sounds like it came right from Van Halen 1 because he uses yeah. the original uh, Frankenstrat and he's running it through the same amp in the same cabinet that Eddie used on that record. So uh, I, I have the album, uh, well, I have it ordered on vinyl, uh, signed by Wolfgang, <laughs> that's going to be coming on release day, but I also have it on uh, iTunes. So I was able to check that out and it's really, really good. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, Neil Sean has a tribute to Eddie Van Halen on the Van Halen News Desk News. So uh, go and check all that out. Um, Dave, uh, David Lee Roth released another video. Uh, Kevin Brown, you tagged us in it. Um, and you asked what the fuck was going on. And I couldn't even muster up a response because I had no idea. And that's been all of his videos lately. Like, what the fuck same. is this? That was it, literal same. Like, it's like, I have nothing to contribute to this at all. I'm just sort of <laughs> witnessing it's, it. It's one of those things that if you saw that on your, your like, your, your you know, your, your old uncle's Facebook page, you'd be like, we need to, <laughs> we need to get uncle to a facility and get yep. him checked out because something's going on with uncle. He's lost his fucking mind. We need to get him taken care of. Like, <laughs> Hundred percent, and uh, and our good friend Tom uh, pointed out, Dave seems happy doing it, so I'm fine with it. And I was kind of like, yeah, as long as you're happy, Dave, go right ahead. Yeah, oh, I'm sure fantastic. he seems happy doing it. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot. To, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not implying Dave is a an unintelligent man. I'm just simply implying that he's had a a long and hard life and maybe some of the brain cells he's supposed to be keeping around just aren't. So he's, he's going to be enjoying as much as you know possible, whether we like it or not. And uh, the consensus is no, no, we do not, but you do you, <laughs> Dave, you keep on doing it. Be your weird self. We, we embrace the weird. You can be boring when you're dead. Um, so, weird. But, <laughs> yeah, so, so there's that. Um, but uh, just to add to the Wolfgang thing, the, the, uh, the force is strong with that one. And by force, I mean, just the, the bloodline of the Van Halen-ness runs through him uh, greatly. So I very much anticipating that new record. So uh let's say we uh move on over to the poll yes let's do that uh you're no good is the song we covered last week um mm. we we kind of anticipated uh what is around 80 uh we, we kind of figured we were going to be 80 positive 20 negative we we're pretty close 84 mm. percent uh what dreams are made of 16 percent this dream is over so it's actually a little higher than i was anticipating but like you pointed out mark the covers don't seem to be don't seem to be real popular on the polls so no. uh, pleasantly surprised it was as high as it was yeah, it's uh, I, I, like like you said, yeah, I don't know what it is about Van Halen cover songs that just, uh, at least for people voting in on these polls, we do. They're not, they're it, it's kind of lacking. It's lacking as opposed to the uh, the enthusiasm we feel from people based on Van Halen originals. And I get that. I completely get that. But I don't know. I I still maintain the idea that the covers Van Halen do are still so uniquely them that if you if you didn't know that was a cover then you're gonna automatically assume that's a van halen song i feel like they've done that pretty well with at least 
all of the covers that we've covered so far uh, on the show. So, hey, what do you what do you want? Um, but still, 84 percent. That's respectable, I would say. But I want to know what everybody's uh, what everybody's talking about uh, on our on uh, Twitter. If you want your tweet guaranteed read uh, based on our poll, join our Patreon. That's right. We talk about the Patreon every week because we got one and because we think we can find a tier for you that will make you happy, keep you entertained. And uh, don't take my word for it. Check it out. I'm going to go through the list of patrons right now. We got Matt Lacasse, or Lacasse, I'm sorry, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rave Flav, our buddy Josh. You'll hear, uh, you'll hear him again soon. He'll be back on the panel. Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Mataz, aka Chaz Charles, uh, Sean McGinnity from Meet the Geeks, uh, Per Lenecker, uh, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, and of course our guest tonight, Kevin Brown. So, uh, Kevin, I'll just ask you directly, uh, even if you tweeted it, I'm not even going to look, I'm just going to ask you, uh, you're no good, yay, nay, and your thoughts? I gave it a very marginal dream is over. Aha. Uh-huh. And well. so, and there was a, t- there is a tipping point for this. So I'll say for, the first thing is that I actually didn't realize it was a cover. And when you said it was a cover and you said whose it was, I was like, oh shit, of course it is. And mm-hmm. so and immediately I thought, oh, yeah, of course I've heard that song. But I remember like the first million times I listened to this song, I, I didn't think it was a cover. Now, I agree with your comments, Mark, on the episode. You said that those first two Van Halen records, they really are one piece, right? I mean, it's, they're taking yep. a lot of those songs mm-hmm. that they had, I think in the, in the bag already, and they, they split them out over two records, but I think almost all of the really, really strong tracks are on Van Halen 1. It's not mm-hmm. to say Van Halen 2 is a poor record, but this one, the thing that tips it for me is just Dave screeching. It gets the point where I'm like, <laughs> I just can't deal with it anymore. I mean, it, it's okay here and there, but he does it so often. And it's like, ah, just, I can't listen to it. It just drives me nuts. So I don't hate it. I don't love it. So it's just on the wrong side for me. I was trying to be a little bit, you know, a little bit. I just, just oh, no, honest yeah. with myself, you know. Hey, you know, you should you should always be honest, and uh, you know, you have you are not one to shy away from giving the song the downvote when it when even when everyone else is saying, yeah, all right, that's pretty good, and you just know, and I'll tell you why, and that's what we appreciate about you, Kevin. At least you have a reason as to why. Uh, and it's funny that you say Dave's uh screeching as you call it in this song uh bothered you so bad because based on what we've heard in the comments in the tweets or just having conversations with uh, our listeners a lot of the times that's that's sort of the dave signature they're looking for maybe not the screeching per se but a lot of the howling the signature dave uh stuff the rothisms if you will they they love that shit. They they are all about it so much so that uh, they prefer that over the sweet, uh, uh, sweet uh, serenading tones of Sammy Hagar. <laughs> I don't get it, but you know, fair enough. Um, so there you go. There's uh, well, there's one from Kevin Brown who uh, just very barely gave it a no. Well, let me just say of- that Sammy's yeah. how uh, sorry Dave's howls and screeches. They're like mm-hmm. manure, right? Manure, when it's sprinkled liberally over a wide area in a field and it's used sparingly, very, very useful. It's very healthy and it helps things to grow. When it's all condensed mm-hmm. into one place, it's just a big steaming pile of shit is all you're left with. And that's all. That's my last word on it. I won't say any more than that. Well, that is a, such a sweet way of <laughs> saying how shitty someone sounds. So uh, very poetic. Let's, let's see if uh, other people have such poetry in their commentary. Uh, Sean Geek and Fast Rep Podcast, Sean McGinnity again says... I agree with Corey. 
Not the strongest track on the album, but it is a track of Van Halen 2, so what's not to like? And yes, another song with another reason to praise Alex and Mikey. The high-pitched squeal from Dave is great, matched by Eddie on guitar. Uh, But it also explains why Dave lost his voice over the years, that and the cocaine. Uh, (laughs) 100% agree on all fronts, but there you go. Right off the bat, Sean Sean hits you with with the screech. He, He loves the screech, he says, so... Let's see if anybody else agrees with that assessment. Uh, Going through here, looking for our people that are patrons. Scott Monroe says, hashtag manifest, or I'm sorry, not manifest, that's later. He said, hashtag manifesto inbound. So here we go. A mini manifesto says, I love the foreboding bass and cymbal intro. You just know the heat is coming. It's a perfect opener, though I wouldn't have been mad with Light Up the Sky as the first track, uh, as your guest suggested, and as they did to open the 2015 concert I attended. Anyway, the centerpiece of the song for me is the call and response section between Dave and Eddie Van Halen. They are rock and roll gods as the high register shrieks and searing guitar notes clash back and forth in the heavens. This is also a great sonic representation of the lyrics. Eddie's crooning, scatterbrain solo fits the emotional swings of the melancholy tune. The harmonies, as usual, are on point and so essential to the Van Halen sound. It's what dreams are made of among many titans on this album and an inspired cover choice. No good? Nah, it's so good. Uh, we can always count on Scott to get to bring us uh, such a diatribe of poetic words, uh, but it sounds like he was a fan. So good job there, Scott. Uh, Chaz Mataz says, I feel a sense of loss that we never had a David Lee Roth slash Linda Rodstad duet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I see where your head's at. Uh, something similar a la Alison Krauss, Robert Plant, perhaps, except for a little more unhinged because David Lee Roth okay. is unhinged. <laughs> Remember, Chaz does a podcast about Metallica and Lou Reed and Lulu. <laughs> this is also oh. true. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> Now I've just, now uh, I've just got no, visions no. of, I got visions of you know the the Billy Idol um, bit on the wedding singer. I can see Dave Lee Roth <laughs> saying to Linda Ronstadt, "Do you know what the Mile High Club is?" <laughs> hey, Linda hey, Ronstadt was a looker yeah. in her day, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just uh, somewhere there's an alternate world where maybe that did happen, and I would I would like to visit <laughs> and and listen to that album. Uh, Jeff Brewer says all time worst intro to a Van Halen song and my least favorite tune on Van Halen too. Uh Oh, I think this was an odd choice for a cover tune, but this is Van Halenized, but this Van Halenized version is easily cool enough to avoid a downvote. I couldn't imagine any other way to lead into dance the night away. Okay. So he wasn't, he's not crazy about it. Uh, at least in the placement of the album, but couldn't give it a downvote, which is kind of the opposite, uh, a little bit of the opposite reasoning uh, Kevin gave. And uh, one of the few to say all-time worst intro. A lot of people say I'm in the minority yeah. and saying I like the intro. And the majority of the comments actually, I think, uh, enjoy the uh, the intro and enjoy it as the opener for the album. I think after we listened to it, Mark, you and I kind of came on board with that too, like as an opener. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's a little different. There's nothing wrong with a little different. No, no, no. Different is good. It's it's uh, uh, It shows the dynamics of the band you know they they are multifaceted we've mentioned that before and that i think that's a perfect example as to uh demonst- how to demonstrate it so 
But so, yeah, a couple of people brought, brought that up though too about it. Like as an album opener, that's maybe that's sometimes where it sticks in my brain as well. I think Light Up the Sky should be your album opener and that song would open side two better maybe. Because it is maybe. like a really, mm. it's quite ponderous to start. Like it doesn't really, the Van Halen, you're expecting to get your face melted off in the first three seconds, right? And you don't get really anything yeah. for the first 10. So okay. I don't know. You've got me listening to some shit right now <laughs> that would open just like this, wouldn't it? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, yeah, but that's not that's not party rock. That's prog rock. <laughs> it's fucking something. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> remember, I, I, I just, just watch this. I, I, oh, I just unfold. listened to an album that I'm not the biggest fan of. You're gonna hear it uh, coming uh, soon. Whenever Kevin and I decide uh, decide to drop it. Uh huh. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and I'll just uh, I'll read a couple more uh, from Kyle Anderson. He says it fits on Van Halen too. Maybe not the best opener for Van Halen too, but I can dig this cover. Uh, so again, uh, I don't think he downvoted, but very much uh, not keen on it opening the album. So you know, I think that's a fair assessment. And then uh, finally, from uh, our friend Brad Gould, another great cover, Van Halen style. Love the bass intro and the call and repeat between Eddie Van Halen and David Lee Roth. So um, it's easy to see that uh, most people gave this. Let's just call it a pass. You know, most people seem to give this a pass because. While it may not be the best uh, Van Halen cover and it may not be the best uh, opening track for Van Halen 2, it was still good enough for most people that it's a worthy what dreams are made of entry. Kevin Brown, on the other hand, felt, nah, not good enough. Not going to give it to you. It was just <laughs> only, it was close. I know, it was just close, man. <laughs> I know, just busting your balls because it's <laughs> what we do. But so, thank uh, you for taking a hard stance one way or the other. Too many people like, oh, you should have a middle option. Fuck the middle option. Fuck no the middle option. No, <laughs> it's 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 all black and white. This world, we don't we That's don't right. operate in the gray. <laughs> so, <laughs> there is no but, nuance in music and arts. Ke Kevin gets a ton of that on on his Queen show, Seaside Pod Review, which yeah. uh, much more popular than our show. He takes our our format and then just makes it a hundred times better. Makes it better. And, uh, yeah, leaves us <laughs> in the dust. Come on. <laughs> But uh, really? it, it seems like every week someone's like, you need a middle option. It just, it, it's like an itch in my brain. No, you don't. Make, no, you know, no, 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 just make something. it, make it, yeah, take a stand, make an educated, like a formal educated decision and just stick with it. Uh, or at least stick with it for a while. There's something nice though about just telling people, nah. <laughs> oh, like, you want that? Oh, I love yeah. it. I love Would it. you like that? <laughs> fuck you. No, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, fuck off. No. So it's a very um, John Mariano way to. Oh, like, yeah. I was, a, I was on the yep. latest Aerosmith show. I was reading some of the reviews, and, and one person uh, mentioned in a positive review that John and I were somewhat funny. And uh, and 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 we spend way too long getting to the song. So now John just really extends the intro. So we're not talking about the music until forty minutes in now. It's, oh boy. it's awful. So <laughs> that is, uh, if nothing else, uh, please, dear listeners of Podcastle Rock, head on over to uh, Backtracks Aerosmith just to leave like something nice to say to Corey. Because every time there's something negative, Mariano's going to run with it, and <laughs> you, you hear what what Corey is what he's being put through over there but uh i don't know oh, it's getting testy it's getting testy over there i don't know if i'm going to be able to continue continue on with that show here i'm amongst friends everybody's nice but uh you got a uh, scott and john are fire and water and i'm in the middle like lukewarm water well eventually you'll be able to make the ultimate decision when the 
uh, Deep Dive Podcasting Network uh, starring Corey Morissette comes to fruition <laughs> and you can just the make CMPU. all the decisions. Yeah, the CMPU. It is it is growing. It is vast. Mariano, your days, I'm sure, are numbered. <laughs> so he's going to relegate you just to a, a solo show where you rant by yourself. And that's fine. I'd still tune into that maybe once <laughs> or twice. Um, but now okay. enough about that. It's time to get to uh, the main meat of the show. But before we spin that wheel, it's time to do our most other favorite thing manifest the song we want to hear the manifestations that's right take a drink take everybody a drink. Mm. now we have uh we since uh we have a patreon we have a discord and on the discord you can make your own manifestations so uh cory if you don't have that pulled up i will have it pulled up in a moment we can look at the manifestations anybody manifestation or uh, manifesting anything other than pleasure dome yeah, uh, Scott <laughs> Minifesto Monroe. I, I'm glad he took Minifesto, which is a, a term I coined last week, and he's running with it. He wants a, uh, what I want. And ah, he has a little okay. picture from Van Halen 3. So there you go. He's hoping for some that. Van Halen 3 tonight. <laughs> uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Brewer, uh, what I want is not the one I want. I want something with a little more incendiary. <laughs> atomic Punk would fit that bill. If there's one Ooh. word to describe Atomic Punk, I think incendiary would be it. And uh, Perry Lineker wants Pleasure Dome, and he says, why not? He likes the song. He's curious what everyone's problem with it. So let me be clear. And and uh, Mr. Brewer again <laughs> kind of said, maybe it's the vocal delivery, 100%. The music on that song, I think, is great. And it's a fantastic drum solo on a live right here, right now, which Kevin can attest. He has the vinyl reissue as long as as well as I do. But Sammy's not singing on that. And uh, Sammy ruins that song for me. So uh, just to tip my hand a little bit, that's why I'm maybe a little bit more uh, uh, negative on Pleasure Dome. Of course, we haven't covered it yet. I'll, I'll talk more in depth when we get to it, but I wouldn't mind Pleasure Dome because, like I said, musically it's fan fucking tastic. I would just, I just want to see what your face is gonna do while we're listening to it, <laughs> while we get to like certain bits, and when we start talking about it, like that's that's ultimately why I want to spin it so bad. Um, but that's not what I'm gonna manifest. Uh, just a quick sidebar, since we were talking about the uh, the Discord, um, there's apparently. Uh, uh, if we were to play the first minute of Beautiful Girls by Extreme, evidently uh, Kevin is just ready to just eviscerate uh, this song. And um, I just want to ask the man himself, since he's right here, Kevin, why? Why? Have you? Have yeah, okay. My, my no, question quickly back is you haven't heard it. Okay. Yeah. Listen <laughs> <No>. to it. <laughs> it is <laughs> That's fucking it. That's a, like you listen to it. It's appalling. Oh, like it's man. one of those songs where, honestly, like I turn, so I listened to the album. I was everyone's been talking about it. I thought, well, I'll give it a listen on the plane as I'm traveling to Charlottetown for my my work. And I thought, while well, I'm doing that, I'll take some notes because you know we like talking about music, and I have think I have half a musical ear. So I get through, and there's some stuff on there that is phenomenal. Nuno's Nuno's fucking Nuno, man. Like the guy's god yeah, level. He's untouchable. Yeah. It's fantastic. Some of the songs are a bit. Yeah, I don't care for this one. I, that's okay. I don't mind this. Whatever. Get to that one, and it was like, what is this? What is this and why does this exist? Can we burn it with all the fire in the world? The oh, lyrics boy. are atrocious. They're juvenile lyrics. It's a great Nuno solo, but even that I can't save it. The bridge, I got to the bridge. I'm like, I, I, if this is going to keep going this way, I don't know if I can carry on. And I literally turned it off with a minute and a half to go, which as a music critic, I mean, you guys got through once and fucking how many say I, and you didn't <laughs> shut it off. I couldn't listen to the rest <laughs> of that song. That's how bad it was. It was brutal. Look, I wanted yeah. to shut off both of those songs like <laughs> almost immediately, and I the the more it went on, the more the more angry I got. So I guess um, 
my 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 last follow-up question to that before I make my own journey, because now I'm just so intrigued that I have to hear it. Is this say uh how would you rank the beautiful girls track next to a Van Halen three track? Like, would you say beautiful girls uh is is a step above at least Van Halen three, or is it a few steps back? I would say that very genuinely, I would pretty much rather listen to anything off Van Halen three. Why even once? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Even it's that bad. How many say I? I'm I'm kind of there I with mean, them. I, I kind of agree with Kevin. It's <laughs> oh wow. I, I, I want to hear bad. your opinion on this next time. The next give it okay, a listen. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do, yeah. <laughs> do some homework and listeners. If you want to uh, join in on this, uh, we'll just we'll figure out if uh, "Beautiful Girls" by Extreme is an uh, apologies to Gary worthy moment or if it's just nah. Fuck all of this. We, according to Kevin, it's a nah, fuck it. <laughs> it's it's when old rockers try to do something so far outside the wheelhouse and, and also get it wrong. This one so of those it's, songs where it's like, oh my God, what are you so doing? So it's Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy. I don't know if it's that bad. But worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse. Very few things are worse than that, but oof, okay. It, we'll no, we'll it, put it that in just, the back pocket. <laughs> it's just wrong. It just wasn't. I was like, well, the first thing actually I thought was like, are they doing, is this like a, are they covered in Ed Sheeran or like a Justin Timberlake song here? Cause it was that kind of, right. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like what, you've got this guy who can actually write good lyrics and you got Nuno Betancourt, he's a shredder and really fucking good band. And they're doing this. I'm out. I, <laughs> and the, and the last I mean, two tracks in the album are just, are just wank. Is what look, they are. I can't, I can't speak on the missteps of Nuno, but as we have discovered and as we've talked about, Several times on this show, uh, uh, Gary is not without his missteps, uh, very famously uh, in relevance to this show, the Van Halen 3 album. But we're not going to think about that because I am not manifesting. We're so close to the end with that album, but I'm not going to do that tonight. I don't want to hear it tonight. Uh, Instead, Kevin, what do you want to manifest on the show tonight? Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to manifest, what I want to listen to, and then I'm going to tell you what I think the wheel is going to give us. Oh, okay. Nice. What I want to hear and what I'm going to manifest is Summer Nights yeah. because that is a fantastic song. I love It's one of the reasons I love 5150 so much. What I think the wheel's going to give us is Josephina. That's what I think is going to happen. No, don't put that evil out. I'm trying to just like clear it. I'm trying to clear the slate here. No. Uh, fuck. Hell. We might have just been, we might have just, uh, big jinx. Who knows? Corey, what say you? What do you want to manifest with all of your might? Yeah, you know, I was thinking uh, it's been a while since we did a, a Sammy song proper. Last time we did is right now. That was back in, in the 70s. I can't remember exactly what show it was. So it's been a while. Um, so Summer Nights would be a great one. Um, a, a, a political blues, uh, just maybe get, get mm-hmm. it off the wheel. That'd be all right. Uh, but I really, I kind of want to roll House of Pain because then we finish off oh. 1984. And actually on our Discord, and I can't remember exactly who it was, so I won't misquote them, but uh, it was either Ryan or Scott or somebody really cool, said, when you finish an album, we should do a show uh, ranking the tracks from that album. I thought that sounds like a great idea for a live show where we could bring on all of our patrons and yeah. they can give us their rankings on 1984. A la kind of what Sean Geek does. We're going to steal a little bit from the Sean Geek and Fast Rip podcast on that one. So if Why we not? finish off an album, the next live show, we're going to rank that album. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. So we got one track left on 1984. Let's roll a little House of Pain. That's what I'm hoping for. Not angry at that. Uh, I would really like uh, a track from a particular album. So, inst- but, so I'm going to manifest a song 
from this album, but it's not the one I want to like really, really hear. But if I, I feel like if I, it's like reverse psychology. If I manifest <laughs> a different one, I'll get the one that I actually want. So instead, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, I'm going to manifest uh, The Dream Is Over. I'm going to manifest The okay. Dream Is Over because I want to hear another song from the fuck album and maybe it'll work out. So now if we do land on The Dream Is Over, I wouldn't be mad at it. But <laughs> we got so much to go through and i'm i want to talk about it i love that album so if you're ready kevin if you're ready uh get sammy warmed up back there and uh get that wheel primed if it's not already um let's see kevin how many times have you been on the show as a guest oh dear god four off i think four i think it's four all right right. let's do four Four primes two three four okay everybody ready yeah here we go What the shit? Wait, I think I played the wrong song. It's not even spinning. The wheel's not spinning. It's just, I mean, it is, but it's not. Fuck you, Corey. Everybody enjoy (laughs) the beautifulness. All around the world. There are so many beautiful girls. Fuck, this is extreme. All around the world. (laughs) Yep. There are so many beautiful, beautiful girls. It gets worse. All right, there you go. (laughs) Hmm. Hey, Kevin might have had a point. No apologies to Gary. Fuck Gary. (laughs) Yeah, that I. Oh, like my brain hurts. Doesn't get better, mate. It does not get better. That's the whole song. That. Yep. Ooh. Lyrically, like like you mentioned, Kevin, lyrically, what it is all around the world, there are so many beautiful girls. It's just that, like over and over again. Okay. So that happened. Uh how about we spin the wheel for real so I can get that out of my brain as quick as possible? You know what? I had that all primed up, and then you had to bring up the whole fucking beautiful girl things before it. It was gonna be a big surprise for Kevin. Damn it. Well, I, I just I just wanted to en- engage in an intriguing conversation, and now I'm sorry I ever brought it up. <laughs> All right, it. let's do this for real. Here we go! We are good. Oh, it was no, almost Josephina. No. Oh, We're going oh. to a different kind of truth and blood and fire. Oh. That was close, Kevin. If we have we were, many we lookers, were you can see it. But uh, for those who can't see, you don't realize how how close I was to try to jump through my screen and strangle <laughs> this man. I was like, "Do why would you do that?" Oh, man, we thank had, God, we had some, we had a few good tracks either side of this though that we could have got. When it's love, uh, you really got me. You was got right me. there. You House of Pain be. is close. Summer Nights nice wasn't a million right miles away. Yeah. yeah, right there by Dance the Night Away. Yeah, just holy shit. All right, so a different kind of truth. I haven't uh, covered one of these in a while, uh, Mark. It has been a while. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the last track from this album that we did. Uh, I cannot recall. Oh, going all. But luckily, we have. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Tattoo. Oh tattoo. god, yeah. That it was fucking, tattoo. Wow, it was tattoo. <laughs> that fucking song. <laughs> tattoo, which was the the seventy thirty split, uh, and uh, I. What did I uh, did I give that a, an upvote or a no? I can't really. Uh, oh, I said yes, but barely. Yeah, you were yes, yeah. 
I just remember not being crazy about it, but it wasn't so awful that I was like, no. But uh, yeah, okay. So this album for me, uh, once again, I've I've mentioned before, is like this one didn't really get a lot of spins. Uh, and the most I have heard from this album uh, definitely comes from what we have covered. So I've got no particular feelings about uh, the track we're about to listen to. I don't know if you guys have anything in particular. Uh, Kevin, anything uh, significant about the song you want to mention before we get into it? No, the first time I listened to this album actually was after I started listening to this podcast, to be honest. Like I knew Van Halen did release another album, but as I was a Sammy guy, not a Dave guy, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to listen right. to that. And it was in my hiatus, so I never listened to it. So I don't really know the track. So it's going to be, I'm listening oh, with fair. a fairly fresh pair of ears. All right, freshness. How about you, Corey? Uh, kind of the same. Uh, like I said, uh, different kind of truth. I only listened to a couple of times when it first came out. So I knew kind of the big ones off there, like Tattoo and Chinatown and that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but uh, Blood and Fire, I just remember uh, enjoying uh, I think it came from uh, the wildlife film score, a song called Ripley, if I remember correctly. Uh, little bits of it there uh, with uh, Alex, I think, played on that as well. Uh, so uh, this is dated, I think, around the mid 80s, uh, probably before 1984, uh, the original, uh, but oh. uh, that they re re repurposed. Of course, some of these uh, tracks on this album were repurposed from the 70s and 80s and uh, which piss a lot of people off for some reason. We talked about this with Michael on the last show, like. <laughs> Uh, right. you know bands uh, dust off demos all the time and and release them on later albums right it happens all yeah. the time uh so i don't know why people got so upset about uh, van halen doing it but uh, because uh, it's van halen and uh people people as we have discovered through the show it turns out there's there's certain uh parts of this band and parts of the music that people hold a little too sacredly uh so sacred that any sort of deviation uh, that goes beyond what their brains have established that this is Van Halen and nothing else. Yeah. They can't be bothered with it. And it's like, it's, it's an abomination. So no, absolutely. None of that. Nothing different, nothing new. It's like, and to those people, I just say, okay. I do wonder though, if with, when it's with that kind of stuff, like this is a different kind of truth. So when you're going back to, cause when was that released? Was it 2012? 2012. Uh, 2012 so you're going yeah. back almost 30 years sometimes i wonder if it's just like well we've literally got nothing else like if you're taking parts <laughs> of something you know what i mean but if, if you're taking yeah, parts yeah. of things and working them into songs that's one thing but when you're going back there's a reason why probably they didn't do anything with that back in 84 mm. so yeah. i almost a little bit on the fence about that so, so i'll be kind of curious to see and I, I, the, the stuff off this album that we've heard or that you've covered so far that have, has been based on old material, you can definitely tell. Like, it sounds like, you know, oh, older yeah, Van Halen, sure. which is cool. Yeah. It's good to get that sort of snapshot back to those riffs and things. But, I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm on, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll hold my judgment, but I'm looking forward to what this track has to throw up. Yeah, it could be yeah, intriguing or it could be very dull. I, I found the passage here. Uh, thanks again to the Van Halen News Desk. Yes, it was uh, from the Wildlife Film Score. It was... Uh, known as Ripley back then, and it was the one song that had Alex Van Halen on the drums from that score. Uh, it was written around 1983, and it is rumored to have been one of the handful of songs in consideration for 1984. So, ah, okay. Now it's called Blood and Fire, and it was released on 2012's A Different Kind of Truth. So here we go. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't mean to cut in so quick, but in the lurker chat, uh, Josh, uh, going back to Beautiful Girls, asked, did Extreme beat up Sugar Ray for those lyrics? 
<laughs> Which I thought was a great comment. Brilliant. Oh yeah. man, you remember Sugar Ray? I remember oh, Lord. Sugar Ray. <laughs> Every morning there's a. Oh, don't oh. do it, Corey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can always tell the winners, saints, and the sinners down at the starting line. That low end is real, real, real close in the mix, wouldn't you say? Like uh, it almost kind of, uh, at least from my headphones here, sort of buries whatever uh, yeah. uh, Eddie is doing, um, which you know is not that's not a good start for me. Once, first of all, well, the production on this album generally has been something I think you guys have commented on lots. Yeah. It's something again when you listen to it, it's, it's not great. I could who did produce this one. Was this it, was uh, well it, Van Halen largely, but John Shanks worked on it. As yeah, well. okay. And it's been a while since we 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 had covered uh, from this album, so yeah, I had completely forgotten that the production was lacking, yeah. so to speak. I always like not... the production on this one. It's just yeah, well, like you said, uh, Eddie's a little behind in the mix, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really mad at it because I was digging the groove. I was also yeah. trying to find a good lyric site because the one I was on was nowhere fucking close. We almost had another play splat and bone moment. <laughs> just go to go- <laughs> just Google, man. Just like just straight up Google. What I would say musically though is it's got it's cool. Like at first I, I like the way it started because it's got mm-hmm. shades of little guitars. It's almost got that picked sort of staccato kind of thing that Ed's doing it. I'm liking that side of things so far. Musically, I think it sounds pretty damn cool. And it's in that range where Dave's not having to stretch too far where he can't hit it. They're sitting in that yeah. mid-range where he can actually he can actually sing there. Or you can get him, you can get the take close enough in the studios. There you go. Yeah. But it, it does it is reminiscent of Diver Down leading into 1984 mm-hmm, it? it kind mm-hmm. of gives you that that uh, i think uh van halen news deck said it's kind of like you know driving around with the top down and you know your arm out the window cruising around on a summer night type vibe to it yeah so. yeah definitely That's kind of cool, the, the structure of that, right? Because that now look at all the people here tonight. You feel like that's going to be the first line in the next verse, mm-hmm. but it's like a little weird coda at the end of the chorus, which I always like those little things mm-hmm. that people throw in and just, just to subvert the form a wee bit. But I thought that was pretty cool. It's very cool. Now, I, I, I'm on a call here with two actually pretty decent singers. I've heard Mark sing before, but Kevin, I've been listening to some of your stuff and the track they just played uh, at the end of the Sean Geek show that you were on uh, this past week really fucking cool man you got some pipes yeah. on you uh, oh thanks man don't hold back what do you think about david lee roth and his delivery of this song so far i think it suits his voice man like that's that's i was talking to my friend randy about this about the latest um did you see guns and roses at glastonbury this is a bit of a diversion did you see guns and roses at glastonbury and we we're talking I about Axel, how bad axel rose was like he's just he's got yeah. nothing left like his voice is just shot completely right and it, with people who sing this way and are not 
necessarily brilliant live singers to begin with. I do think they have to manage that. But this song's right in that sweet spot for Dave, I think. Dave does this mm-hmm. sort of almost like a slightly just above tenor thing really, really well. And when he leans into it, it sounds, it sounds fucking cool, man. This sounds kind of like old Dave Lee Roth, you know? Like he's not... So I think vocally, yeah, and he's, he's great. I'm, I'm enjoying it. There was a little crackle uh, a bit on that chorus uh, on Blood and Fire that it felt like things yeah. were kind of fall apart, but he, he recovered nicely. I would say uh, I would completely reiterate everything Kevin just said. One exception, though, uh, it's if he had be if he was trying to do a lot of the old Dave stuff, uh, a lot of the howls, a lot of the like, no chance, yeah, whatever, yeah, like y- you would have lost me. He'd have lost me on this track. Yeah. It was like stop doing that. That you don't you you can't do that at this point anymore. And also, it would not fit in the song. And because for a moment there, I could not. It didn't give me uh, 84 vibes whatsoever. Like for a moment there, I was thinking, I was like, oh, okay. It sounds like Van Halen, but a sort of modernized, you know, 2012 sort of approach. I could, I can kind of hear it. Okay. Um, now, granted, when the chorus kicked in, it's like, oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There's 80s Van Halen for you. <laughs> but, um, but, I'm, but I'm glad that Dave is not doing the unnecessary, uh, let's call it ornamentation that uh he would normally do uh back in the 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 80s for a track like this so, because if he did do it it would not come off very well he wouldn't be able to hit the notes he's going he's going after and i think the song would ultimately suffer for it now we're not done with the song so things could still happen but for the time being he's doing that thing that you love too though right it was just repeating the same thing in the chorus that's that's a, you're a big fan of that right mark <laughs> well yeah uh, i'm <laughs> <laughs> I just I respect people who who can I get less is more uh and uh, <laughs> Roth does Roth does that very well in terms of uh, choruses where it's just if as long as it's catchy all you got to do is say the title over and over again and if it's yeah. catchy then people run with it look at running with the devil I mean it's like there's nothing to that um you know just to name one example so it's yeah. not that I love it I just like I can respect it if it's done tastefully so it's a wonderful That just was expected None of them know it Or even suspect it God must love the lazy Shit was in the crazy Put so many high Oh yeah We can't, we can't, we can't Through fire We can't, we can't, we can't Through fire Look at all of the people here tonight. I'm just figuring it out. Like we talk lots of been, you know, we listen to the songs about pre-chorus. When you build into a chorus, well, that's like a post-chorus, which again, yeah. I don't know that I've heard that too often. I think that's I'm just I know I'm fixating on this thing, but I think that's super cool. Just putting it that in there. Cool. I, it's it's neat. So like I've never I steal that from my little bag of tricks, Mark. Next time I write a song, I might do a post-chorus. Do, do a post-chorus, yes. And we'll I know where little, it comes from. There you go. I found a little trivia uh, for uh, an aborted 2000 reunion. Do you guys uh, know about this? Van Halen almost got back together with Dave in 2000 with Michael Anthony. Yeah. And they came pretty was close that- to uh, to finishing an album. And this track was one of the songs demoed for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, I was going to say, I was like, what is that from the uh, the MTV fiasco? 
<laughs> no, that was like 96, <laughs> right? Okay, uh, right. Yeah, Best of Volume 1 came out in 96, but uh-huh. uh, uh, Michael Anthony said uh, he wasn't sure if they had a complete album's worth, but they were pretty close. Uh, wow. And this is one of the uh, songs that uh, ended up on A Different Kind of Truth uh, that was demoed that day. Apparently, the others... Oh, uh, God, I just had it here. Now I lost it. Uh, were uh, As Is, Honey Baby Sweetie Doll, and The Trouble With Never. Interesting. Oh, huh. No, I didn't know about that, uh, but it is a shame it didn't. I guess. Well, I don't know if it's a shame it didn't occur or if it's if it was a blessing in disguise that it didn't happen. I don't know. You know, we've not talked about so far is Al's drums, and they sound great on this record. They sound crisp. They do. It kind of sounds like fuck era a little bit. Like it's got that production of it is good, which again, we've talked about the production on this, and you, you're talking, Mark, about that low end really early on. But there's a good separation in this section. Like it's, I can hear everything, although the bass is a little bit slightly muddy. Is this, is it Ed playing bass on this, or is it Wolf? Who's playing bass on this record? Wolf is. It's Wolfie. Wolfie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, because the bass part's great, but again, I just, I was, I think that's what's throwing me back to '84 is those, those drums. It sounds like a 1984 drum part that Al's playing. You know, you can always tell a Van Halen song by either Eddie's guitar or yeah. Alex's drums, right? Yeah, especially that snare sound. But uh, I was focusing on the lyrics because they didn't make a fucking lick of sense to me. And again, Kevin had me listening to a band today <laughs> where their lyrics don't make a lick of sense. Uh, here we had not letting this go, Ian. <laughs> forgotten empires long victories long past every time i bloomed again i thought it was the last and then something crazy happens and boom i'm doing the victory dance well you know what he's talking about I mean, there, Corey. is he's talking about the uh you know the, the sort of transitory nature of success and victory well, especially as it opposed to a you know 14th century roman battle because the, when victory is assured and we think we've won then actually we've only one part of the battles. I don't fucking know what he's talking about. Well, that, that is very pretentious of you, Mr. Brown. Thank you. <laughs> hey, don't look at me. Every time I try to bring up Dave's lyrics, everyone just counters with, <laughs> yeah, but up for breakfast, though. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, every time. You know, Two what, things can be true. Up for breakfast can suck, and these lyrics yeah. can also <laughs> potentially suck. Yeah. But lyrics don't have to necessarily be narrative either, right? They can just... Yeah. Like, Sting does this quite a lot, where, like, spirits in the material world, listen, listen to those lyrics, or read those lyrics, like, the fuck does this mean? But the yeah, cadence right. of them, where he sings them, they fit, and that's... Dave, I'll give Dave that. Even he when his lyrics don't make well. sense, it, it fit, they, melodically, they just work, right? Yeah. Where the syllables are placed well. and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, my, that's a string. My my one of my favorite bands is Deftones, and if you've ever looked at Deftones lyrics, you might think like, I don't know what the hell Gino's <laughs> talking about right here. It's like, no, and you don't have to because it's the way that yeah. he's singing it, and it's the yeah, it's the cadence at the end of the verses and it's the choruses. It's what he's doing. It's not so much that the words are supposed to make sense to you. Yeah. Uh, it's just to listen to what he's saying or how he's saying. Um, so in that regard, I can I can forgive it sometimes. Sometimes I can. I can forgive it, but I have to at least acknowledge when shit is wacky. I let Corey do it first, and I'm glad he did it first because, like, eventually it was going to come out. But yeah. Told you I was coming back. <laughs> 
Yikes. Okay, <laughs> calm down. My calm darker. down, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Told you I was coming back. A little scary. Don't just come back. Like, oh, God. Not that. Please, Dave. No. Not that again. It was the creepy told you, the whispered told you after that, right? Told you. Told you. Told you I was come back. Told you. Yeah. He's like, say it like you mean. Like, oh, God. Oh, my God. What are you, what's, I don't like what's happening here. Like, this, this isn't a loving relationship anymore. Dave's choking no, us. And I don't is, like it. What's our not, safe word? Isn't, isn't this Dave talking to the fans? Yeah, but saying he's coming back to my own, right? Yeah. So it's it's not. I suppose I so. It's not. It's not. It's not sex creepy. It's Dave creepy. And there's a there's an intersect. <laughs> there, there is a Venn diagram, but you know there is. A it's Venn kind diagram. of both. Yeah, it's right. like he's got his hands <laughs> around our neck, saying, "Say you missed me." Like, <laughs> fucking buy I mean... me supper first, you creepy fuck. <laughs> it's like no, he said he came through blood and fire. So you have to you have to listen. And watch his victory dance. He's gonna dance right in front of you. The victory dance. This is like maybe that was that thing that's... he was doing at the house. Yeah, he was doing the victory. Yeah, dance. yeah, yeah. He's doing the victory dance, and uh, he's it's like, y'all missed this, didn't you? You missed it. <laughs> Say it. I've been lonely. Wait, that's a different song. And yeah, it's like no. Blood and Fire. Could he could just be doing a raw, you know, a medium steak on the barbecue. Good. Maybe we're reading too much into this. You know, yeah, Dave's a barbecuer. Like, we've we've been going about this all wrong. It's all about cooking. Yeah, this song's about cooking. It's Dave's oh, for breakfast. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter is going to rip us now. Um, it's not about cooking. If you knew your Van Halen trivia, you would know. Just insert GIF of just. Uh, uh, yeah. Fuck off. We're drinking. We're having fun. Here we go. Yeah, You're going to get a great up. fucking guitar solo here. All right. My favorite oh, solo on the album is from this song. I love that solo. I'm going to throw something out to you, Mark, quickly. Okay. That sounds to me like Eddie Van Halen. If Eddie Van Halen had to go play a solo on a GNR record and he had to kind of play a bit like Slash, because it's super bluesy. He's not like he's doing, he's putting all the little flourishes, like the little, 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 little up the neck. He's putting all that stuff and he's putting those little flourishes in the, but the notes he's playing and the sort of the, the choices around his, Dude, that's just pentatonics, which he doesn't always necessarily mm -hmm. stick to, which is super cool to hear because it fits the song, but it's not a typical Eddie solo to my ear. If your name is Slash or, uh, well, Kirk Hammett for that matter, uh, yeah, the, the pentatonic scales are your friend and you're going <laughs> to wear that shit out like it's going out of style. And even when it's out of style, you're still going to do it. Um, yeah, I can, I can hear in that regard, I can hear the kind of Slash ism in, in yeah. that sense. Um, but I'll tell you something. I could I could give you a more in depth analysis if uh, I felt the solo was uh, you know brought out a little more. Uh, it, it's it's not very bright. It's it, because every, it, it's it sounds muddled and muffled underneath everything else because the the low end is so high. The the drums are clear, 
we can hear everything Alex is doing. Um, but something about, I mean, Eddie is kind of weird in the mix as it is, but you would think with the solo is like, okay, you guys got to crank him. You got to crank him loud, especially for a solo like that. Crank that shit up as high as you fucking can. Like put, put the solo in everyone's ears and in their faces. And I mean, just based on the sound, that's what I felt like it should have been. And that's not what I got there. Um, on a technical standpoint just from what eddie is playing phenomenal stuff but again it's 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 hard it's hard for me to really judge it because it's like ah there's so much that's kind of lost in the mix because the mixing the production is just not good you know scott haskins said something to me on a he was a guest on my pod a couple three four five weeks ago and he said something that i found interesting i never actually thought about it in this context before but he said that the guitar solo really replaces your lead vocal so Mm -hmm. whatever wherever your vocal is in the mix that's where your solo should be and that's a good sort of barometer on this song because it definitely isn't it's a lot lower than than dave's vocal dave's vocal is very clear this solo isn't so that's yeah i mean that's a production issue and it's a stylistic choice too i think sometimes but i agree uh, yeah yeah as a musical idiot I didn't mind it because I thought it married to the drums so well and what Alex was doing, like yeah. the, the bat, like, because they mesh together so good. I didn't quite mind it. Do I wish it was more like Nuno on rise from that great album that you enjoyed so much, Kevin, uh, where it's just <laughs> out front and everybody else is just hanging back and letting him do his thing. Sure. But just the, the nature of that solo and how, it was, how it was constructed, I thought really worked really well with the drums and with the bass too. Hmm. So as a musical musical idiot, as I mentioned, uh, I, I was okay with it. No, no, that's a that's still a really good perspective. It, me personally, I wish that if for all the production's fault, I, I wish at least that had been rectified a little more. Like just turn yeah. turn the gain up on Eddie just push, a little bit the right slider, there. Push the just slider push a little it, Just push it, push it, push it, because like he's doing a lot. He is doing a lot on this solo, and everyone needs to hear what he's doing. So. You know what happened? Uh, Eddie went out for a smoke, and Alex was like, just bring that slider down. (laughs) You don't need that much fucking guitar. Any more more cowbells. He's not going to say shit, and if he does, I'll talk to him. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Like, Wolfie, look away. You don't see this. We should also mention that neither Mark nor I are experts either, nor would we ever say we were. No, no. Corey Corey setting us up for failure there, mate. I think he just threw us under the bus a little bit there. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Josh in the in the chat says the solo reminds him a bit of aftershock, so a little bit mm. from uh, from yeah. balance there. So yeah. I'd be okay if they took Dave's slider down a little bit. Yeah, especially on that little bit. Yeah, you you go tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good fucking luck, yeah. Uh. Can always tell the winner, saints and the sinners down at the starting
Just love those bell hits, Al. Man, it's just so good. So, so Alex, right? His just cymbal so work cool. is so fucking yeah, so good. good. Like as a drummer, right? You, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate his cymbals more than anything. Everyone always talks about the snare, but yeah, you know, listen to what he does on the cymbals. It's fan yeah. fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And there's that little guitar thing that I was talking about. That little, that progression, that little chord chasing ending on that big, I don't know, it's just, I think it might be a seventh, right? But th- that's little guitars to me. That just, that's always throws me back to. So that's why I always kind of land with this stuff that's written earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it's some of those things where it's the similar phrase. And maybe that's why they don't put it on the album or, the, or it gets rejected. It's like, well, it's a little bit too similar or maybe it's just repeating the same kind of stuff. So maybe that's why it didn't make it, but I don't know. All right. Well, uh, before we get to the voting round, uh, it's time yeah. to play my favorite game, and I'm going to queue up my favorite uh, music cue here. All right. <laughs> the question becomes, gentlemen, how many times did Van Halen perform Blood and Fire? I, I might keep this instead of The Price is Right. I don't know. What do you think? About Got a pina colada in your hand. You're thinking about uh, all the beautiful girls around the world because that rhymes. Mark, we could just leave now and let Corey get on with it himself. If he's going to do this to us, it's disrespectful. <laughs> All right, we're playing <laughs> the game. Did. We're, we're, we're yeah, going to start with again. Kevin Brown because he loves this song so much. How many times did Van Halen perform Blood and Fire live? Well, I, I don't know how many times they played after different kind of truth. I can't imagine that they left this off. It's a song that Dave can sing. Like I said, it's in his mid-register, so I think it's fairly comfortable for him. So let's say that if they played... I don't know, 120 shows after this was released. I, I don't know. I would say probably then 85. I'll go with 85. 85? Okay, yeah. 85 times. Mark Meyer, uh, even though the music doesn't back it up, you have to get closest to the actual number without going over. How many times did Van Halen perform Blood and Fire Live? 70 times. You're both way over. Oh, the correct okay. answer The correct answer is four. Oh, four. Shit. Okay. <laughs> wow. So my logic was absolute dog shit then. That's good. <laughs> they played it February 8th, March 26th, March 28th, and March 30th, 2012, and that's it. I'm a little bit surprised by that, because I think this would do well as a, a live track. Like I said, with Dave in his frail dotage, not you know with, with his Zimmer frame hobbling around stage a little bit, he can, I think he could probably actually get away with singing something close to this live. So, and it was right in the middle of the set. It came after You Really Got Me and right before Dance the Night Away. Dude, can we turn off the Justin Timberlake shit? <laughs> I'm just gonna keep this playing. You, you're making you're making my heart sad. <laughs> Don't give Gary an excuse to sue us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're a sadist, right. Morris. A well, sadist. Uh, yeah. It's too much of that Mariano influence. I can tell you. Yeah, it's like exactly. Kevin refused to have me back on the uh, Queen show, so this is how I get back at him. <laughs> I can't imagine why, but I know, I know. There you are. Blood. <laughs> it's because I suck at this. <laughs> I'm just, no. I'm, I'm just here because I know how to over... push the buttons. Oh every, yeah, yeah. You're taking over every podcast one at a time, so you know it's it's. Trust me, you're doing fine. Um, but before you take over the entirety of the podcasting airways, it's time to vote <laughs> on blood and fire. Uh, and I'm going to throw it uh, to Kevin because, hey, you're the guest and that's just how it goes. So, Kevin, blood and fire from a different kind of truth. Would you say that it is what uh, dreams are made of or is the dream over? <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, man, I'm just basing this off the song itself. The mix is pretty bad. Like you said, Mark, it doesn't sound great, but there's enough there for me to really like this song. I think it's a, yeah, the lyrics are weird, but they're fun. They're throwaway. They're they're interesting. You know, it's it's party rock Van Halen. I I don't know. It just it swings. It's it's cool. I like it. It's a good song. Well, there you go. Short and sweet. Just keeping it right to the point. Uh, didn't want to get into a a mini manifesto like uh, like some of our other listeners. Fine, respectable. I, I can do that if you want me to. But... Uh, uh, well, now let's hear what Corey has to say first before we go into that. We do have a Discord, though, and if you guys want to jump in on the Discord for the show, join the Patreon, and you can do that, and you'll have all the manifestos you could possibly dream for or not dream for. Either way, speaking of dreams, Corey, blood and fire from a different kind of truth, would you say that you would agree with Kevin and that it is what dreams are made of or... Was the blood a little too messy and the fire just completely snuffed out any of your enthusiasm? Hmm. The mix definitely didn't bother me as much as it bothered you guys. I I generally like uh, John Shanks. Uh, He does a lot of uh, Bon Jovi now, and he's used to... uh, you know, uh, mixing a pretty good guitar player. I know, Kevin, you're a pretty big fan of Phil X, aren't you? I am. Yeah, that guy's a fucking beast. Yeah. It, it, talking about, you know, a little bit of segue there, but if you were ever to sort of put a Van Halen tribute together and you wanted to bring someone out who could get close enough to Eddie and sort of really understand the way he played, Phil X would be your guy because he fucking loves Eddie Van Halen. Um, and can that guy can play like he's that guy putting that guy in Bon Jovi is like putting you know that's the issue 26 inch rims on a wheelie bin. It's just there's no need for Phil X to be in Bon Jovi. What is you a know? wheelie bin? You mentioned that on the Sean Geek show too. Is that oh, a wheelbarrow? No, like you, you know, your garbage can, but it's got wheels on it. Oh, okay, because okay. when I grew up, Corey, I grew up in England, a million in, well, I grew up in black and white, and so our garbage cans didn't have wheels on them. We had to, we had to carry the goddamn things down to the end of the yard. <laughs> So back in my day, our back in my day. <laughs> like mongrels, <laughs> we had to carry the ca- trash can. You fucking hey, kids in your in your wheels. Mama had to I'm carry older. that trash can down a mile, half a mile down the road to the chair tree. And that's where they picked that sucker up. And, and in Saskatchewan, it was minus 40 <laughs> with knee high snow. Uphill both and, ways. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you just described my parents having to put out their garbage cans at their homes yeah, in those in Mississippi Nashville. dirt roads. Oh, no, Mississippi. when they, gr- Mississippi. they grew up in Mississippi. So, yeah. wow. Does it snow in Mississippi? Not even except that one time I was in college there. Just 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 uh, a quick quickly, uh, Mark, how, how offensive were our southern accents? Were they like were they... <laughs> I wasn't uh, even trying a southern accent. I don't know. what you OK. <laughs> offensive not so much and you know in no no you, just, you know just crap good job. yeah just tell you what. No, that's because the thing is we there's so many people that sound like that or sound worse that it's like <laughs> at this point yeah it, do a southern accent and i can't even be mad at it anymore because it's like no yeah some some southerners do sound like that and i can't defend it you guys ever hear of a guy by the name of brantley gilbert unfortunately yeah. i don't think so yeah I was just at a Nickelback concert. He opened uh, for Yikes. Nickelback, and, and he was like a country slayer. That's about right. Like, yeah, he was trying to fucking play like like heavy metal, but country. And I didn't know what the hell to think. Like his his, his... I thought that was uh, Sturgill Simpson's whole bit. 
I don't know what the fuck it was, but I hey, don't understand what the long. fuck he was saying. Or right, I like to dedicate this song to all the men and women of the American Armed Forces. He was in Canada, uh, and, and I guess <laughs> and I guess Canadian Armed Forces too. But uh, here we go. Here's some uh, here's some oh. shitty heavy metal country music for y'all. <laughs> anyway, brother, here's Wonderwall. He did play a little shine from Collective Soul, so I was like, "Hey, there's a song I know." Really? Yeah, that's an odd one to pick out. I tell you what, uh, here's something for you, Kevin Brown: Nickelback, Brantley Gilbert, and the (laughs) other country bumpkin, some John Ross or Josh Ross. They all did "Copperhead Road" by Steve Earle, and it wasn't that bad. Fuck off! It would have been terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I just love that song, and I was so happy there was a song I liked. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, Steve, I'm a big you, Steve Little fan. Bradley Gilbert doing Bradley Gilbert doing a, a collective soul song actually does not surprise me because uh, if he's spent a lot of time in Nashville, he probably heard Collective Soul a lot because Nashville loves Collective Soul. So, oh really? I love Collective Soul. I'm yeah, going to see him in August. They oh, they're they're good. Ba- they're a good band, but I mean, like they do, like they have a really they've had a big following here for many years. So, yeah, that doesn't shock me. Kevin, they're hitting the fair in Saskatoon this August. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely have to go out. Yeah, no, I love a lot of their stuff. Heavy's a great are, They're 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 playing Regina like a, a couple of weeks after, but the first concert I ever took my wife to, she'd never been to a concert they're gonna, before. It's collective soul. They're gonna experience oh, cool. that city. That's right. They're gonna experience <laughs> Regina, if you will. Show us your vagina. Or show us your show us your Regina was their uh, slogan for a bit until enough people complained. Rhymes with fun. <laughs> yeah, the city that rhymes with fun. <laughs> but anyway, I liked Blood and Fire. Mark, uh, <laughs> we should get back to the voting. Blood and Fire, Mark and Meyer. Is this what dreams are made of? Or is the dream, is the mix too bad and the dream is over? This is why I was stalling. Oh, boy. There are some good things happening in this song. So I want to I want to start with that. As you guys have very brilliantly pointed out, uh, everything Alex is doing is superb. You want good Alex Van Halen drumming. You want a good example of just the kind of fun shit he can do. This is a good song for that. I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from, but this is a good one that really sort of showcases Alex. You just got to listen for it, and lucky you, uh, he's pretty clear in the mix. I cannot say that for, uh, you know, everybody else. I mean, the, the bass is in your face but as kevin pointed out it's very muddled and maybe that just has to do with the fact that like wolfie's playing it as opposed to he's not going to play the same way mikey is going to play the line so a lot of contributing factors um and but i'll say mix aside let's just take the we already know the mix sucks so the mix being so bad does hurt the song for me um i find the song very just from a Van Halen standpoint, very uninspiring. Um, I don't find it to be a very like party rocking Van Halen tune that we okay. know they're good at. I, I, it, it does not work for me in that regard. It sounds to me, and maybe it's because uh, this is a recycled track from the eighties and they're doing it here in like 2011, 2012, you know, whenever they actually recorded before it was released. Uh, and it just, what really hurts it, I'll say it. Uh, what really hurts the song is Dave. Dave is the worst part about this song. Uh, the lyrics are whatever the hell they are. <laughs> but also, he just, I feel very strongly if they had produced this song uh, back in 84, when, you know, originally, I think Dave would have been in ve- better voice, 
the lyrics would probably have been better because he was in a different mind, mind space. Maybe it wouldn't have been better. Maybe they would have been worse, but he would have sung it better. Um, there are some good things happening in the verse in terms of vocals. Uh, I think the harmonies really help Dave out, but you take those harmonies out and it just sounds bland. There's a lot happening with Dave just not sounding like Dave to me in the song. He tries. There's some moments where he tries. It just doesn't come across because this this isn't the same David Lee Roth that everyone is so gung-ho about. This is 2012 David Lee Roth. Um, I can't say anything bad about everybody else in the band because everyone's playing all right. The bass is muddy. I'm not a fan of that. I would have really loved to have heard this solo, the Eddie Van Halen solo, kicked up a few notches. I think that solo deserved to be really in your face and you like listen to what this what's happening here. But because it wasn't, that hurt it. On top of the fact that everything else is happening and I don't know, I just I listened to this song, I listened to everything you guys had to say about it and I just felt nothing. Nothing about it. I don't imagine I would listen to the song and immediately want to go to it again. So that's uh, that's the, the nicest way I can put it, I guess. Is like I didn't hate this song. I, I let me let me point that out. Did not hate it, but it was not my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I'm warning you, Morissette. I'm warning you. We've got it's, another it's two not, hours of podcasting to go. <laughs> it's not worse than uh, Extremes, Beautiful Girls. I'll put it that way, uh, based on the minute I've heard of it. Um, but it's just not. It just doesn't really do it for me. So if I'm just being completely honest, though I didn't hate the song, I don't really think it is what dreams are made of. So for me, nope, dream is over. You know, we you, gotta, go. uh, you brought up the harmonies, and I, I agree with you on that point. Uh, Wolfie mm. was getting some shit online lately from a fan who said, I, I saw you in concert and you were miming to. Oh, Michael yeah, Anthony's, yeah. Uh, mm. Melody. And that's such horse shit. That. It's like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? And then uh, it turns out he even got like the concert wrong. Like you didn't even see them on that tour, you dumb <laughs> yeah, shit. Like I that, mean, that's how fucking dumb Twitter is. I'm gonna go tell this celebrity who I don't know, who doesn't want to hear from me, and tell him I think you're full of shit. You play the tracks and uh, you know mime vocals all the time, which is just horseshit. This is my 15 seconds to get a reaction out of this rock star, and if he does, yeah. then I'll feel better about my f- meaningless existence. I could, you know, the, it, Wolfie's got more talent in his little fingernail than most of these people. Really, I mean, because this that kid's unfucking believably talented that new record the first Mm -hmm. mammoth record i thought was it was one of those just like yeah this is good i'm not sure it's a great record and i but i think there's like lots to build on from what i've heard from this second one it's like oh this kid could actually end up being big now like this could propel him to that next level because that new song he just released man fuck that's good it's so oh, he good. took it up. He cranked it up a notch from yeah. album one, and I love album one. I, I don't know if there's yeah. a skippable song on it. It's great stuff, but yeah, I, I think this one he, he's cranked it up a notch, especially that first track he released. I thought I think was he really, had really to. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think based on the success and the uh, the high praise critically uh, his previous album got, I don't think he had a choice but to kick it up a notch. Just like he's you have so to many... follow it up with something. I mean, you know, he has so many unnecessary haters. That just want to rag on him for being Eddie's yeah. kid. Well, it's you're nothing like yeah, your dad. Eddie, yeah, it's you're like, like you're not you're off. not Eddie Van Halen, and so therefore we're gonna let you know that you're not Eddie Van Halen. It's like you think he doesn't fucking know that. You think he's out there. Yes, he's trying to pursue a career in music, but he is not trying to be his dad. That could not be more 
evident if you well, you're trying to make it listen to what he's doing yeah you're making a career off your dad's name he named the album mammoth he won't even use his own fucking name on the album he's playing every instrument on yeah. it he's singing every track he can't call it wolfgang van halen because people give him shit so he called it mammoth yeah well and there you go i mean good. that's one thing he's, yeah, he's got yeah. one thing his dad never had is is a really good singing voice right yeah. i mean yeah or, or at least the confidence to do it that's you know so especially on lead like eddie uh eddie yeah. uh, background vocalist fantastic yeah. Yeah. oh great yes, yes. Vocalist. yeah for sure yeah. yeah that's the string and and if you are a, a strong you know background vocalist or or uh just a strong harmonizer that's fine that's perfectly fine people if that's your wheelhouse then just own up to it you know yeah. um eddie's tried leads we've heard him try lead vocals and it's like okay One, that's yeah yeah, it's like yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, you did that. You did that thing. So now you can say that you did it, and uh, you don't ever need to do that ever again. It was not a good time. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you though, Mark. Yeah, because we're talking about the lyrics in in Blood and Fire, and I, again, like there's that one verse that's a bit. I think it, like the third verse is basically, oh fuck, I've got nothing else here. But I like that open, the, yeah. the opening verse. You can always tell the winners, the saints and the sinners down at the starting line. I'm a lucid vision of the unforgiven. I'm your wave toss. I think that's that's kind of I don't know. That's a pretty good. What one. is? I wonder. I wonder I when that was what written. A wave toss guy. Is. I don't know. A what wave that toss means. guy. It's, a wave it's toss oh, guy. Um, a surfer who's missed the edge. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm, sure. The words that I'll go together. They're word. both words. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It's just that you know he. He, he follows it up with, uh, I mean, actually, I, I kind of like uh, the follow-up lines a little bit better. They're just like, king size, we, we were crushing trouble by the dozen stakes, yeah. have never been higher. You know, all that stuff is like, oh, okay, cool. So what are you trying to say here? And then he never really gives us a good resolve from that. Yeah. But I was like, all That's right, fair. well, you were, on the right you were on the right track, and then you lost me. And then I think you lost yourself, too, based on you know what I'm hearing vocally. Maybe, maybe it's more about uh, him rejoining the band. You know, king size repercussions, trouble by the dozen, the stakes have never been higher. Uh, when David Lee Roth rejoins Van Halen, that's a pretty big deal, right? So, very well could be. Um, but again, and I just think if if that is the case, and you're calling the song "Blood and Fire," like I, part of me thinks is like I feel like this song could should have been bigger, like bigger, uh, like bigger riffs, bigger quality, definitely bigger quality you know um yeah. but just like th there should have this should have been uh a more of a statement track if that's the case um if that's if lyrically that's what it's about you're calling it blood and fire and you're gonna speak about this i feel like the track should have been a bigger bigger thing but hey you know what do you do i'm really curious to what see how the poll, poll goes on this one mm -hmm. like i'm yeah i think this uh, one this will be i think this one's really hard to call I don't know what you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. I think let's try and predict. Just, let, let, let's steal yeah. something from Seaside, uh, Kevin. What do you think the poll is going to be? There's a lot of Dave Love out there, right? And I don't yeah. think this yeah. Sammy guys really lay into. So I, I'd probably got like maybe, like, I'll go eighty-one nineteen. I'll right. say, I think it'll be still be high because I think it's a production aside, and I, I you know. Your objections are completely valid, Mark. I still think there's mm. enough there that, especially the Roth guys, will will dig. So, sure. And uh, so for me, yeah, it, based on the fact that it is a Roth era, I mean, it's it's his return, but it's still a Roth era. And as you say, based on that, that's automatically going to get a lot of upvotes just yeah. because. 
uh, and based on everything else. So I definitely think it's going to be more of an upvote than a down. I'm going to say it's going to be more of like, though, I think a 75-25 split. That's what I think. Cool. Yeah, I'm kind of with Mark. Uh, Just looking at the stats for a different kind of truth, uh, the Mm -hmm. highest-ranked song on here is Stay Frosty, 82.5%. What dreams are made of? She's the woman who's eighty-one point one. Everything else is in the seventies. Uh, I, I'm kind yeah. of feeling like a seventy-eight twenty-two uh, in favor. That's probably song, accurate. Yeah, it, it's kind of. I, I compare the song a lot to like a song like "Out of Space," which was seventy-seven point five percent, or "You and Your Blues" was seventy-nine point six. Chinatown, which I would put above this song, was only seventy-six point nine. So I'm kind of surprised, yeah, that uh, Chinatown didn't get a higher vote considering the other tracks, but yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, I'll say, I'll so say yeah, that's, this might be, might be my favorite song that I, in isolation, might be my favorite track from this album so far, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, well. oh wow. I don't know. I'll have to go back and through and listen to the whole thing again, but <laughs> it's the only one where I've been like, I think this might actually end up on my playlist. So you sure it's not honey, baby, sweetie doll. You sure? No. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, I'm going to play know, beautiful I girls again. Here we go. <laughs> I'm. You were gonna do that anyway. I'm sure. Fucking leave button. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey. I w- I weep for the next uh, uh, recording show that Kevin and Corey do together, where Kevin's in control because Corey's gonna <laughs> be in for a whole world of just misery. You but, should uh, see what he made me listen to today. That's all I'll say. Hey, well, there you go. You guys. I do. I do believe that the choice of artists was. It was kind of a group effort. I don't think I've made you listen to anything, my friend. <laughs> I didn't realize they had albums before on the one I liked, though. <laughs> I know what a revelation that is when when that happens with bands. And uh, look, it's it's going to happen. Uh, you're going to fall into like Van Halen. There's going to be an era of Van Halen you're going to really love, and you're going to completely forget that there were multiple eras of Van Halen because they were around for a very very long time. Uh, and whatever your era is obviously the the bias is going to go that way so i'm sure there is someone out there who is in love with a different kind of truth and says like this this right here is peak van halen so and if you are one of those people or if you're in the the masses let us know head over to our twitter at podcastle rock and uh tell us how you feel about not only a different kind of truth but also uh the song blood and fire you heard our votes two yays and a one kind of Meh. I I, I downvoted, but it was more of like meh. It wasn't of oh the song sucks. It was like no, it's just kind of like eh, I felt nothing. But uh, don't don't let my uh vote influence you. Tell us how you voted. So there you go, you guys. Another one in the books. Another track down, and uh, one step closer to the final destination. But we're not there yet. We still got quite a few. Kevin Brown. It's always a fun time when you're on the show. It's always a good uh, time hearing your thoughts, your perspective. Uh, we just, you're, like I said, you're an honorary member of the show at this point. Uh, like there's a small handful of you that I would consider, and you're definitely at the top tier there. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, man. Um, anything you want to plug and uh, let the people know what you got going on? I think you, like Corey, are trying to take over the podcasting <laughs> ways. Let them know. 
Yeah, you can, I mean, if you're into Tom Petty, like if you're not into Tom Petty, don't follow, don't go listen to my podcast because it's just a big geek <laughs> on his music. But you can follow the Tom Petty Project um, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Tom Petty Project, and on Twitter at Tom Petty Project. If you want to check out my Queen podcast, that's Twitter at Queen Seaside or on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review. But I just wanted to shout out quickly: if you're not a Patreon for the show already, it's super cheap. And anyone who does a podcast knows that it takes a lot of effort. I won't say work because it's not work if you're doing what you love. But Corey and Mark put in a shit ton of effort to make sure that this show is awesome every single week. There's so many of us who depend on it as part of our listening every week. So if you can afford, I think like the lowest one is like three bucks. Go throw three, throw in three bucks a week, a month or something. Like it's super easy. Um, so yeah, go support um, really cool people doing really cool shit. Thank you, man. Yeah, you heard Kevin. Uh, don't spend your three bucks on that uh, tall size from Starbucks because three bucks <laughs> is probably the cheapest one you're going to get, and it's that's not cheap for coffee. So, uh, you know, say nay to that and join our Patreon. We will definitely have a tier that is right for you, and if we don't, let us know. We'll make it. We will absolutely cater to you. We are not above it. So uh, <laughs> if the money's right, we'll do just, just, about, just about anything. So don't threaten me with a good time just uh show some support keep help us keep the light on and if uh you don't want to contribute to the patreon cool you can still support us go to podcastwillrock.com we have a merch store as a matter of fact a lot of that merch uh designed by uh kevin brown our own kevin brown because sometimes we say absurd shit on the show but it's <laughs> funny and kevin will make a shirt out of it and that it makes it even funnier and so you should definitely be in the know you'll be a part of like a secret group you're in the know and when people ask you what that shirt is is all about that you're wearing you go like you have to listen to this podcast and then you'll know <laughs> so you know spread the word you guys you know people love uh, crazy shirts but they really love it when they're in on a secret that nobody else knows so buy a shirt buy some merch keep the secret uh, safe but spread it very subtly it's not like fight club where you don't talk about it like no 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 Talk about it. Let people know because people like Van Halen. There you go. So, Corey, would you please let the people know uh, where you are dominating the uh, the podcast podcast uh, airwaves these days? Yes, you can find all your favorite shows on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network featuring uh, myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskin doing a little show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, John and I also do a show called Backtracks Theme Music where we're breaking down our favorite songs from our favorite movies. Uh, Scott does his solo show, Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, which is about ready to wrap up. So uh, go back and oh, check man. that one out. He's getting very close to 100,000 downloads. So good on him. Go check out that show. Uh, we have our good buddies, Nate and John, at the Deep Purple Podcast, The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cots on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Laugh of the Pods, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast. Man, did they have a great June. Go back and check out George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast. They are fucking killing it over there. Had a great uh, Pride Month. Uh, great content all the way through. Go check out those shows. Clay and Riot, North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What our good friend Kevin Brown at the Tom Pity Project and with his good buddy Randy Woods at Seaside Pod Review, Quinn at End Volume for All, Savnick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, and Chaz and Greg 
at the unfortunate regarding Lulu. I still haven't decided if I'm <laughs> going to go on their uh, final episode or not. He put out the call to everybody on the uh, deep dive uh, chat there, Kevin. So you could join that show, that final episode, if you want. I don't know. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, I was thinking about it. What? Because I've listened to, I'm not a huge Metallica fan, and I'm definitely a Lou Reed fan, but listen to that album, it's very interesting. And I definitely have <laughs> things to say about it. Um, but so I don't know if I want to go on and just trade. <laughs> <laughs> I, just go, I should just go on there and be, I should just join the cult of Mariano and go on there and just create fucking havoc, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, Look, other it's, shows. Uh, it's, it's Chaz's podcast, so chances are, you know, it's it's going to be just chaos anyway. <laughs> well, that last one especially, but uh, other shows you should go check out, of course. Our good buddy Sean Geek and Fast Fred at the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast. We just had Kevin Brown on as a guest. Part one, anyway. Sounds like there's a part two dropping uh, in the next week or so. Uh, also, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. The DLR cast, the Bogus Otis show, Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, booked on rock with our good buddy Eric Senich. Dissect that film and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. <sighs> I think that's all of them for now. <laughs> Kevin and I are working on a top secret project. Uh, we're not ready to announce it yet, unless Kevin's ready to drop the ball here. I don't know. Are you ready? Wait, 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 wait. Is it a podcast dis dissecting Top Secret, like the movie? Because that's awesome. I wish. <laughs> we're going to do that on uh, on uh, theme music pretty quick, though, because I want to do some yeah. skeet shooting. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, what, what we could do, Corey, is maybe we could tease out. I don't know. Maybe we could say the what the f general format is without giving okay. away the first artist. Okay. I'll, I'll let you handle that. So what we decided to do is because bo we both got, we're on, you know, you've got Ivan Halen, Aerosmith, I've got Tom Petty and Queen. So we're locked into one artist. What we thought kind of nice to do is have a show format where we could cover multiple artists. So the, the general idea is that we take an entire discography and each episode is a half of one album. So let's say it was Brian Adams, let's say, you know, we do the first side of Reckless, the second side of Restless, Reckless, the first side of Wake Up the Name is second side. And we, what we're going to do is going to give, so we've got this little formula, which we can tell you about when we launch, how we're going to score these things. And it's on three criteria, and then we combine our scores, because what we're looking for is, what is the best album in this artist's catalogue? And it's very scientific, ah, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and we've got, a little, we've got a little twist in there, too, that sort of to, to, to decide what the next artist is that we cover after. And so each, each season is one artist. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, Corey's been exposed to some stuff that I know has been a little bit challenging for him so far. So it's great. <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah. yeah. Gr great is not the word I would use, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to brighter days. That uh, that's, that sounds fun, man. That's going to fit in right along uh, the, uh, the deep dive network. It's going to fit along with, uh, I think uh, fans of our show will really, really appreciate that. If nothing else, it's uh, to hear uh, you two jokers just go back and forth at one another. And you know, that's always good fun. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. You guys, I'm sure more details will come in time. So uh, soon or later, uh, but more likely soon, Corey and Kevin both are just going to just dominate the podcasting game and there's nothing you all can do about it except for to <laughs> sit back, listen, enjoy, and accept. And uh, that's kind of what we hope you do here. Like, listen, we love Van Halen. We're not experts. We, I, I have to point that out every time because it's important for you guys to understand. If you don't know already, we are not experts. We are not rock historians. We are just simple fans, 
going through a journey. And a lot of you have been taking this journey with us, and it's been amazing. It's been awesome, and we're still going. So uh, just bear in mind that sometimes when we make guesses, assumptions, or uh, have uh, uh, informative things to say, it's all doing it from the fan's perspective, okay? We're not going to insist that. I know exactly what Ted Templeman was thinking the moment they recorded this because I just am that good. No, I'm not that good because I don't know. I wasn't there. That was a little bit before my time, but I know what the end result was. So there you have it. That's what we're all about. So join us next time. Go uh, share with your friends if you haven't already. Tell your people about it. We are not the only Van Halen podcast in existence, but we are, I mean, we're at least a, a higher tier one, I like to think. So uh, tell your friends, tell your family, people who love Van Halen. Say, hey, you should check out this podcast from these guys who listen to it and see if you uh, absolutely agree with what they're saying or if you just hate them so much that you must email them lengthy emails to tell them how much they're sucking either way bring it on or just come at me at mark the bat on twitter i will gladly uh tweet spar with you just because i don't care so on behalf of Corey, kevin brown our guests and myself we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later